I'm Kelsey. I'm Cassie. And I'm Nolan from SCP Weekly. We bring you news from on-site and off-site. And we share your love for the creative community that surrounds the SCP Wiki. Join us on Tuesdays for new episodes, wherever you listen to podcasts, or on YouTube at SCP Weekly. The world we inhabit is not as free, or certain, or safe as you might think. The things that you believe to be unassailably evident are little more than shadows dancing behind a curtain. A masquerade, crafted, and dutifully upheld by an organization known as the Foundation. The file you are about to hear contains containment procedures, descriptions, testing logs, historical and in some cases first-hand accounts of the anomalous objects the Foundation serves to secure, contain, and protect. Its contents have been thoroughly scrutinized by the Ethics Committee and approved by the O5 Council for release to trusted associates of the Foundation. This is SCP Unredacted. Item number 2828, Level 2 Restricted, Containment Class, Esoteric, Secondary Class, Ticonderoga, Disruption Class, Kenick, Risk Class, Critical. Special Containment Procedures, SCP-2828 is currently uncontainable and is ubiquitous in global populations. However, risk of breach of security or public discovery is deemed low as it is undetectable without the use of strong nestics. Undercover Foundation operatives, primarily members of MTF Epsilon 7, forget-me-nots, posing as high-ranking employees in pharmaceutical and chemical manufacturing companies, are to monitor any projects aimed at production of chemicals with nestic capabilities, procure prototype batches to test for effectiveness at facilitating perception of the anomaly, and either halt the research or allow it to continue based on the results. Foundation web crawler algorithms are to routinely search through internet posts and scientific journals for any potential references to the anomaly, and operatives are to investigate accordingly. With MTF Ada 10, See No Evil, and MTF Ada 11, Savage Beasts on standby, descriptions of the anomaly's visual appearance, texture, sound, odor, or taste are to be tested for safety with D Class personnel by double blind RISA and antimimetics department personnel and redacted or expunged accordingly. The personnel files of any Foundation personnel who have never observed the anomaly under the effects of Nestics are to be appended under Level 2 clearance with a list of the senses associated with any descriptions of the anomaly to which the respective personnel have been exposed. The personnel files of all Antimimetics Department personnel and any other personnel who work with the anomaly's documentation are to be checked before each administration of Nestics and before each approval of access to the anomaly's documentation and are to be updated within one workday of any new exposure. Description SCP-2828 is an antimimetic and nearly undetectable part of the human body located behind the ear. The role of the anomaly in bodily systems is virtually non-existent and is hypothesized to be fully vestigial. The anomaly can only be perceived through the use of Class W or stronger nestics, but only to a limited degree if at all. When it's perceived, it can only be perceived with one sense. Whichever sense is used to perceive the anomaly first by a given subject is the only sense the subject will ever be able to perceive it with. For example, if a subject saw the anomaly before he or she felt, heard, smelled, or tasted it, 
then the subject would not be able to ever feel, hear, smell, or taste it. This effect extends to all forms of communication. A subject who has seen the anomaly is unable to understand a written or verbal description of its smell, descriptions of the sound it makes, etc. Amnestics are capable of erasing memories of the anomaly, but the subject will still be unable to use any sense other than the one the subject first used to perceive it, to perceive it again. This is thought to be because the anomaly permanently alters the brain chemistries of those who perceive it. A subject who has never observed the anomaly under the influence of nestics can be told and fully comprehend information regarding the anomaly that uses more than one sense to describe it. However, if said subject uses nestics afterward and attempts to observe the anomaly using any sense, it is therefore imperative that no Foundation personnel learn of any complex or relatively detailed description of the anomaly's appearance, texture, sound, odor, or taste. Other than this, the anomaly poses no immediate danger and possesses no further anomalous properties. Partial test log. Cognito hazard warning. Level 3 credentials required. Credentials accepted. Test 1. Test Administrator, Dr. A. Test Subject, D. 206344. Forward. Subject was given a dosage of Class W Nestics in order to look at the area behind Dr. A's ears and describe what she saw. The subject was then ordered to feel the area under the supervision of two armed guards and describe what she felt. First sense, sight. Result. Subject successfully described the anomaly's appearance, stating data expunged, matching the description provided by Dr. A. When ordered to feel it, the subject stated she could not feel anything at all. She went on to say that she could see her hand touching the thing, but she could not feel a damn thing. Note. Results support the hypothesis that the anomaly maintains a consistent appearance, no matter the observer. Test 2. Test Administrator, Dr. J. Test Subject, D-206-344, Subject A. D-206-345, Subject B. Forward. Following Dr. A's promotion to Project Director, Dr. J took over testing. To minimize repercussions from possible unforeseen circumstances, Dr. J was not given Nestics. Subject B, who was blind from birth, was administered a dosage of Class W Nestics, ordered to feel the area behind Subject A's ears, and describe what he felt to Subject A. Subject A was ordered to describe what she heard Subject B say. Subject B was ordered to type his description with a Braille-to-English typewriter, and Subject A was ordered to orate the description. First sense. Subject A, sight. Subject B, touch. Result. Subject B reported data expunged and related the description to Subject A. When asked to repeat what Subject B said, Subject A claimed he had not spoken to her. Subject B repeated himself, and Subject A claimed Subject B must have been speaking in another language and was unable to repeat what she heard. Dr. J was able to hear and understand Subject B's description in English. After Subject B typed his description and handed it to Subject A, she claimed the letters moved and she could not find the words. When Subject B typed up a second identical description and handed it to Subject A, she claimed it was a completely blank piece of paper. Dr. J was able to read and understand Subject B's description. Note, 
The anomaly's antimimetic effect seems to extend to verbal and written forms of communication. I, Dr. J, have listened to Subject A's description of the anomaly's appearance and can comprehend it as well as Subject B's description of how it feels. This must be because I've not witnessed the anomaly directly for myself. I'm putting in a request for a personal dose of Class W Nestics. Request approved, Antimimetics Department Director. Test 3. Test Administrator, Dr. F. Test Subject, Dr. J, Subject A. D206392, Subject B. Forward. Subject A was familiar with descriptions of both the anomaly's appearance and texture beforehand. He received a dosage of Class W Nestics while blindfolded, wearing earplugs, and having his nose taped shut. Subject B was positioned in front of Subject A so as to provide a direct line of sight with the anomaly. Subject A's blindfold was removed, and he was asked to describe what he saw. First sense. Subject A. Sight. Subject B. None. Results. Data expunged. Dr. J could not be saved. Notes. Data expunged. Clearance level. Special containment procedures. An object class have been updated to reflect the results of this test upon the request and review by RISA. RISA coordinator. Cognito hazard warning. Level 3 credentials required. Credentials accepted. If you're hearing this, then you've undergone enough mimetic resistance conditioning according to your credentials to be safely permitted access to the following classified information. However, due to the strong cognitohazardous nature of the anomaly, some information must be left out for your safety. Dr. F. The anatomy of the anomaly is outwardly similar to that of the outer ear, possessing a small oracle. It consists mainly of otherwise typical epidermal and dermal skin cells, with some internal cartilage and very minute amounts of fat, but no nerves and few blood vessels. Dash 1 denotes cells that make up the anomalous instances. No Dash 1 instances observed thus far have ever made any movements whatsoever. Chemical tests on Dash 1 have produced no reactions on the part of Dash 1. Instead of interacting with molecules that comprise Dash 1, all reagents seem to bounce off the membrane. Protein pumps and channels are non-functional in a similar manner. Furthermore, no metabolic processes have been recorded to occur within Dash 1 instances. All Dash 1 instances observed thus far are frozen in an identical manner. As a result, all Dash 1 instances are indestructible through conventional means. An anomalous and apparently indestructible substance, referred to as Dash 2, found between Dash 1 instances, lock Dash 1 in their set configuration. The nature of Dash 1 and Dash 2 make the anomaly effectively indestructible, which has somewhat hindered research. The anomaly's small size makes it only effective as a defensive benefit against puncture wounds to a specific area of the throat from a specific angle. This makes it particularly effective at providing protection from and is speculated to have evolved to suit this purpose. Testing with SCP-EX, one of the last living greatly supports this hypothesis. Had innate nested qualities and kept extensive records on hominid anatomy and behavior they shared amongst themselves. Because of this, the anomaly would have incapacitated these natural predators of early hominids while leaving normal early humans unharmed. With all now extinct, the anomaly serves no further obvious function and poses a significant cognitohazardous threat to Foundation personnel. 
If a person learns of complicated descriptions of the anomaly that use more than one sense and then use nestics to observe it firsthand, the subject will experience multiple tonic-clonic seizures, several strokes, and cerebral hemorrhaging, invariably leading to death. It is therefore imperative that precautions be taken to avoid future complications. Addendum 2828-01 The anomaly was discovered after Dr. A, a foundation researcher and clinician, was transferred to the antimimetics department. As with all antimimetics department staff, she began a Class W Nestic regimen. She continued to act as a clinician. Two days later, Dr. A performed a semi-annual checkup on Agent F and noticed a peculiarity behind his ear. When she touched the area, she was unable to receive any tactile stimulation whatsoever. She touched the same area on herself with the same results. Recognizing the obvious anomalous influence, she contacted the site director immediately. Addendum 2828-02 Following the events of Test 3, all tests regarding the anomaly have been suspended by order of the site director. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you like what you hear, follow the link in the description to patreon.com slash SCP Unredacted and help support me by becoming a patron for as little as $3 a month. You can get access to production logs, merchandise, recognition, and even a part in a skip. Regardless of tier, all patrons get early access to every single episode. I don't have the talent it takes to write a skip. All I do is read. Original authors make this podcast possible, so credit to the original author. Their link's in the description. Show them some love as well. Consider becoming a member of the SCP Wiki. I'll vote their work and maybe write a skip of your own. Maybe I'll read it here someday. You never know if you never try. The content of this podcast and content relating to the SCP Foundation, including the SCP Foundation logo, is licensed under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0 and all concepts originate from scpwiki.com and its authors. This recording, being derived from this content, is hereby also released under Creative Commons Sharealike 3.0. I'm Grigori Carpin from Simply Creative People, the podcast where we discuss GOIs, canons, and stories from the SCP Wiki. And we try to recommend things for all fans of the Wiki, new and old. Look for us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Visit the show page at anchor.fm slash simply-creative-people or follow us on Twitter at S-I-M-C-R-E-A-T. Hey there, this is DJ Skip, host of Foundation After Midnight Radio, coming to you from the only third shift broadcast for personnel by personnel. Be sure to tune in wherever you listen to podcasts to not miss out on containment news and community announcements from within the Foundation.